Hello, beautiful queens, and join me as we open up conversations that help women walk through difficult transitions and inner healing while unleashing the potential that God has placed within all of us to become untamed and unchained. In each episode, you'll get the tools and resources to create the change in your life that you desire as you unleash your vision, your gifts, and your voice and your confidence to live the life of your dreams. I give my listeners and clients love and support. However, I do take the direct approach and we cut out that BS in your life. So instead of playing small, you can create big leaps into your life. Now let's dive into this episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Unchained and Untamed. I want to welcome my beautiful guest, Dr. Elise Sanchez. She is a wife and she's happily married to her husband for nine years and they're together for 13 years. Congratulations, by the way. She is a mom of two littles, of Alina and Sunny. She is a licensed clinical psychologist who specializes in a maternal mental health, couples, and sex therapy. God called her to restore the family and to reestablish his divine order in the home, relationships, and business. This led Dr. Elise to leave her full-time job and become a work-from-home mom who homeschools because our family is our first ministry. As a recovered workaholic and a perfectionist, she healed so many wounds by finding God and learning to slow down. She boldly speaks about taboo topics, such as God, sex, therapy, and money. Dr. Elise is changing the narrative about being a Christ follower and what it looks like to practically practically in today's world. Religion, culture, and society impact so many of us negatively, and she aspires to help people find true hope and peace by sharing her story. Her vision is to grow the kingdom by helping people heal, strengthen their life, and be confident in who they are and who they're created to be. Well, welcome, Elise. (laughs) Thank you. You are just, you, I could go on about you for days. We met at the retreat down in Arizona and you impacted, like you taught me so much in such a little amount of time. We were on a hike, Well, we were together the whole time, but you and I really got to connect on a hike. And then just even watching your journey unfold has inspired me tremendously of just slowing down because that's where I'm at, simplifying our life, being present. And so could you share like some of your journey of where you were and how you got to where you are today? Yes. Wow. So, oh, so much has happened. It's just been like amazing because that retreat was a year ago. So at that retreat, I believe like I experienced deliverance for the first time, which was insane and kind of freaked me out. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but Um, they were praying over somebody else. And so like there was hands on me as well. And I remember, um, I don't remember quite clearly if it was Kayla or Nikki who were praying and they said like anything that's not of God, the Father, Son, or Holy Spirit, like flee immediately or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And I swear I felt something leave my body. And it it freaked me out for a split second, like fear, fear, oh, see, oh, it's like, I don't talk about this often, but fear crept in for a split second because I thought, oh my gosh, what if what left her like came into me, but then immediately like God's peace just washed over me. And it was like, no, like it's gone. Like whatever stronghold or whatever unclean spirit that I had left. And so from that day, so much changed. And 
honestly, it was um, at that retreat where I did on the spot coaching and um, everybody's assignments were like three months of content and like all this stuff, all these ideas, all these assignments. And mine was like, and you do nothing like be a mom and be with your kids. And I was like, what? But I remember feeling again, like this peace. So like, I've just, since that day, it's been tough because I'm a natural, even though I say I'm a recovered workaholic, that version of me still creeps up from time to time. And I like to do, I like to accomplish. I like to take action. I like to be, I used to love to be busy and God really had to like literally change my entire life to be able to have my ear and to have my, my eyes and my heart. And it's just been gradual since then, but it's just showed me like all the things that I was chasing, all the things that I thought I wanted, all the things that I thought like would make me happy always fell short. And I know now that religion wasn't the answer. It was always like that relationship piece. So growing in the Holy Spirit and really letting him take over has made all the difference because yeah, it's really been a process of um, making it more about God and less about me and asking him what his will for my life is. And it is my main assignments right now that he's made so clear is for me to be the best wife I can be, to be the best mom I can be, to work on like all the things I've avoided for years and years being a workaholic, like all the things that kept me busy. Um, and so he's a lot of stripping, a lot of shedding. Oh my gosh, it's been like such a process, but it's been so beautiful. And so now I'm in this space of like, I started an online business and I was like, oh, this is, you know, and God was just like, I never said that was going to replace your income. And so I've like pulled back from that recently, which was really hard because I loved it. And it's, I'm still doing it, but I'm not like, it's not on my calendar. It's not in my schedule. Cause he's very like, he speaks through me to, to me through my kids. Like my daughter will say things and I'm like, oh, like that's the Holy spirit. Like one day she tells me, we just need you because we love you so much. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like, okay, God, like this is where I'm supposed to be. And it's hard. It's so hard because I'm like, you made me multifaceted. You're giving me all these downloads. You're, you know, and so I'm constantly just going to him first and like, where do you want my time and energy? Where do you want me to focus? Um, and I just literally go from there and I've just learned to be obedient and to surrender. Yeah. Cause like we talked about like the surrender and control piece was huge and yeah, I don't know if that even answered your question, but it's just, there's so much that has happened and I just feel like a different person. Like I hear my thoughts, I feel my feelings and I'm like, I hear myself talking and I'm like, who are you? Like, that's what comes up all the time. Like, I'm like, he's yeah. just done such a work in me that I don't even recognize myself most of the time. I, I believe that I was just like soaking in all your words in awe just because I have watched your transformation. Like I was there at the retreat and I saw the struggle in you. And then I watched your transformation. And I mean, I know like you probably don't know this, but you know, I like, I watch your stories all the time and I'm always inspired. Like I've literally watched you just like bloom and just like radiate and shine and the peace that comes out of you and like how you're present with your children and the, the being the present part is what I've really noticed and how you connect with your kids. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like so many women, str we struggle. I'm a recovering workaholic as well. And watching your story helps me stay on my journey, just so you know, because, you know, it's something that 
I, like you said, it's listening to what God is placing on our heart. And sometimes what we want, and a lot of times what we want and what God wants for us are like two different things. And so <laughs> I, I understand. And so just women are searching for like peace and connection and becoming present and that intimacy, you know, with God and hearing the Holy Spirit, which side note, I'm so excited to when we start the mastermind, but anyways, <laughs> we're going to stay on track here. Um, speaking of intimacy, which I shared with you a bit, we are going to talk about the taboo topic of what most people don't talk about is um, sex and intimacy. And I remember like when we were hiking and I was like asking you all these questions and I love how beautifully you share about this because I feel like, and you, I would love to hear your perspective, but I feel like so many couples struggle with sex and intimacy. Like, is it because they don't know how to communicate around it, create the space, or what is what is your intake on this, like your perspective? So there's so much. I think it's just one, like the society and the world we live in right now, it's everything, like everything that we need to be doing is like seen as like countercultural right now, right? Mm-hmm. Especially as believers, even more so. And so like think back just back in the day like with technology and everything like it's all shifting but we're the first generation that are experiencing it now for the first time so we're learning how to navigate it and trying to set boundaries and trying to like figure it all out at the same time you know so like i just think of back when people were dating you know you only knew people through a friend or through you know work or certain places where you could like go and meet people right where now we have like so many options and possibilities that it creates like that FOMO, right? Like, what if is this is this the person for me? Like, I have all these other options, right? And it's just like a a swipe, like, oh, let me go online and just see. Mm, no, I don't like this person. Don't like that person. So, too many options is not good. Like, we think like the more options we have, the better. But that's not the way the human brain works. Like, we need less options to be able to make like the best decisions. So, I think that's one big thing is that it's just like so much out there mm-hmm. that it makes us like it, it does the opposite effect of what we think it would be should be doing um and just like sense. Life, yeah like life in general is like busier and just louder and so it's harder for people to connect one with themselves and then let alone with another person now now you got to let another person in um and Ah, there's just there's so much and I think now like the the spiritual part of it is people want another person to complete them Mm -hmm. like I want someone to save me I want my other half I want you know we hear these things a soulmate God was meant to be our soulmate and so now I know why like I didn't preach a lot of this stuff or teach this stuff before because God was waiting for me to like get my faith in order (laughs) Um, so that I could talk about it and teach in a way that honors him because yeah we expect our partners to fulfill and be everything and all things to us and no human person can do that right even it's even hard for us to give ourselves everything we need all the time so God was meant to be our soulmate and he is missing from so much in the world right now like he's not there and so even as believers um we need to like bring that back and like go back to the basics like how did you meet people how did you connect with people how and so it's like creating that space to like i started right when i like 
got back to my faith with God, it was a huge download was like, you guys need to connect at dinner, like no TVs, no devices, like, and so we have intentional and that's where we started creating that space. My husband's not a believer yet. I don't share this a lot, but he's a believer in God, but he's not saved. That's what I should say. Um, so that's our space where like we pray like he sees me praying and you know before we eat dinner and my kids like my son's one he reminds me we sit down and he's like (laughs) um and so like giving god that space to work in our lives like we're so busy and we're so tired and stressed and overwhelmed that we give our families our scraps when we get home you know like we're so tired that it's like Oh, I've had a long day. Like I just need to disconnect. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's a lot of the things that in this world we feel like should create connection, like social media, right. It's presented as a way to create connection, but a lot of those things disconnect us from God and disconnect us from each other. Oh my gosh. Wow. That is so powerful. And that is so, that's so true. And it's creating this disconnect in each and every one of us. And I, so when you were saying that the visual that I have is how can we become intimate with our partner or others, if we're not being intimate with God and ourselves? And I remember asking you the question, I would love for you to share this because it was such a learning moment also was that we will only get as intimate with somebody else as we were when we were growing up, like intimacy can feel intense to us. And if the emotions are too intense, we will like back up from it because it feels overwhelming. Yes. So there's two parts to that because, um, they always say that you marry your parents, right? You've heard them. <laughs> yes. Like, um, the, like you're attracted to somebody who like, there's a similar conflict or something that reminds you of your parents or your upbringing. And for me, I was always like, that doesn't make any sense for me because I thought like my husband's so different from my parents. Um, But what it was for me is that in my home, I felt like, okay, I don't know what kind of mood my parents are going to be in. I don't know what's going on. I felt like I was like on eggshells a lot of the time, like kind of just, okay, let's, let's see what's going to go on today. Um, And with my husband, he was so like in tune with his emotions and he was so expressive with it. And I wasn't used to that. I didn't grow up with that. My parents didn't talk about feelings. They didn't you know, so that the way he was, how it made me feel uncomfortable. It reminded me it was the same feeling, like not walking on eggshells and like a feeling of being unsafe, but like that, like vulnerable feeling, right. That Mm -hmm. feeling of, and so that was the same intensity and that's what attracted me to him. And he kept pursuing me, even though I was so like disconnected and distant and like, I don't want a boyfriend. I want to be single. Um, he saw something in me and he kept coming for me and it was, but it was that same feeling. Um, but yeah, as, as if we're not intimate with ourselves, if we're not connecting with ourselves, if we don't know who we are, because that's the whole idea, like you're already whole by yourself. The way God created us, we were whole. Like Adam and Eve were meant to complement each other. It's not a competition. It's not to complete each other. It's to become one, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not meaning you're a half and you're a half and now you equal a whole. No, it's two people that are now becoming one. Um, and so if you're not aware of who you are and what you need, that intensity, if it's too much to be vulnerable, you settle for being needed, right? You settle for, you want to be needed rather than like accepting and being vulnerable that like, oh, someone wants me, like someone's choosing me. Someone wants to be with me. 
And so then that's where like the codependency and all the unhealthy stuff comes, right? Um, but yeah, a lot of this is like unresolved childhood stuff. Like we get those blueprints literally downloaded in our brain from like five to seven years old. Like it's already done. Your subconscious brain and everything comes from childhood. It's who you grew up around, like those relationships, the communication styles, the um, conflict resolution or lack thereof, like how, you know, people apologized or didn't like all of that messaging is from like very, very young. And so being aware of that is one thing. And then like working through that um, and letting another person in, it's hard. Like being intimate requires like true vulnerability. And a lot of people don't know how to do that because we weren't taught that. And so then what ends up happening is you're like attracted to someone and you're both just like triggering each other unless you have that awareness <laughs> and know how to like get out of that loop. <laughs> Otherwise it's just not gonna work. And so a lot of people will say like, oh, it's a communication thing, but it's so much deeper. It's that you don't want to let yourself be seen. You don't want to let yourself be known. You don't want to let yourself truly be loved. And so it's kind of be a bunch of different things. Like either you felt unloved or unwanted by your parents or you feel unworthy and there's like things to work out or there's a lot of shame and guilt. And so there's just like a lot of things that, that tie into it that blocks people. But yeah, people just think like, oh, it's just about sex or, oh, it's just like, we want to limit it to that. And it's not, it's so much more. It it really is. That's so beautiful. And I feel like that's often a missing gap, you know, in the beginning of a relationship when sex is great and then it starts to not be so great. And it's actually that intimacy that is missing. It's not that the sex is the issue, but if your intimacy is like disappearing and it's going those deeper levels with one another, when you said, you know, we settle when, when we don't know how to, um, like allow our needs to be seen. We settle to be needed. And I was like, oh my gosh, I felt so exposed. That was my past relationships because if I felt like somebody desired me, I was like, whoa, I don't know what to do with you. It gave me an out of control feeling. It made me feel too vulnerable. But if you needed me, then I felt in control, which I have now healed from all of that. But it was just like, when you said that, I was like, wow, that was so powerful and was like, that I feel like that's going to open so many eyes because oftentimes we go into relationships and we don't know. And like you said, it's not, it's deeper than a communication. So what would you say to the couple that is like, we're there, they come to you and they're like, it could be one or the other that comes to you, but they're like, I'm struggling. I'm struggling in my intimacy and my sex life. What can I do to create more like what what can I do to create intimacy so because if you have good intimacy then obviously that's going to trickle into having a better sex life yes so there's this other like big paradox that's going on in relationships and this is why like people want to say like marriage sex married sex is boring or like you know people like test yeah. drive the car before you get married like all these things we hear in the world right yeah um, but it's because we crave like to be sexy to feel sexy like during sex for it to be we want it to be like novel right like new and exciting and and that's how it feels when you first are married and having sex and with your partner and exploring and learning each other's bodies and what you like and don't like all of that it's all like so new and exciting and fun um and what happens is we get into like the routine we get into like that comfort space right which 
in marriage, that's what creates security, right? That's what creates that sense of safety. We want to know what to expect. We want the stability. We want the reliable partner. We want, so like, it's like these two opposing things that you're like trying to balance. And so then it becomes like bringing that into the bedroom and bringing the connection. Cause a lot of people only know how to connect physically, like with sex, right? Right. A lot of men, especially like, yeah, they have that, that is how they connect. Yeah. So a lot of women are like, oh, my husband just wants sex. But it's like for a man, like they don't they really don't have a lot of the space where they're not like talking about their feelings to their friends. Right. They're not. And so it's reestablishing like that friendship first, like that connection, um, like keeping that alive. And that's really hard. That's why I love talking to like new moms, because it's like, dude, you have to really be intentional during this time because it's so easy to like literally like put your kids above your husband because I don't believe they're supposed to be like Mm -hmm. your partner your marriage your self needs to come before the kids and people like want to challenge that like yes of course they physically need you when they're little and all of that but like you still need to prioritize your relationship and you because they're getting examples from you of who a mom is who a wife is who you know what a marriage looks like so um that's like more important um losing my trail of thought now. Let me make sure I'm going to answer your question. You're good. You're, uh, you're giving so much good information, whatever you're doing, keep bringing it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, so yes. Yeah, so we want those two different things. And so like reestablishing that connection, that friendship and being intentional about creating that time and keep creating that space, especially like when the kids are young, because that's when sex satisfaction dips for most couples is early childhood years. But um, like finding ways to connect again, like, like me and my husband, like we just, I signed up for a freaking marathon. Like I literally was praying. Cause I felt like, okay, we're like going in opposite directions. I feel. And like, I don't want to just be like talking about the kids and like what we're going to do. And, and so I was praying and it was a very specific, like God was like, sign up for a marathon together. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like he told me to run and I have been like walk jogging, but that was more just for like my peace of mind. And I'm like signing up for a half marathon. Like, are you kidding? Like I was, I was really like, but I did it and it was so good for us. Like we trained together. My husband got to like, give me advice and tell me what to do. Cause he's ran full marathons and half marathons. And, and yeah, it was like such a beautiful, like fun thing for us to do together that although like, I didn't want to do it. Like I'm asking God, like, well, what do I do? How do we reconnect? You know? Um, and that was the download I got. And so people will ask me too, like, well, how do you invite the Holy Spirit in? Or how do you ask God to be part of your marriage? And it's like that. It's literally just asking him like you would anybody else, right? Like we're going to our friends and people around us. Like, how do I do this? How do I do that? Taking courses, investing, you're connected to the source. Like just ask, (laughs) like, I'm feeling disconnected from my husband. Like, what do I do? Um, And things like, like I go, we go on date night and I have like, I'll find questions, like random questions or things you know, because that's what you're doing when you first meet, right? You're so interested in this person that you're constantly just like leaning forward and tell me more, like, I want to get to know you. And then when you're in a relationship for so long, you feel like, oh, I already know everything I need to know about them. But no, we're constantly growing and changing and evolving. And they say you're going to have like three to four different marriages. And it's up to you if you're going to be with the same person or not, because you're going to be in different seasons and different phases, just like you are with other things in life. So I'm going to pause there. I think I answered your question. (laughs) (laughs) You did. You have so much good information coming out. I'm just like, wow. And it's so, it's, 
it goes with like how you said about slowing down. Cause once we learn how to slow down, we can listen to the Holy spirit. We can listen to the downloads and, you know, it makes me think I was listening to this interview with Ed Milet and Jay Shetty. And he said, when you were saying about when we're first in a relationship, we're like, so into the other person and wanting to find out. And he said, we think we know our partners, but we actually don't. We just don't know the questions to ask yes. to, you know, to, like, what was the most exciting part of your day or what was, you know, the difficult part of your, and it is, we fall into that routine of just like, it's it's like you said, yeah. this paradox of going, you know, and I, and then we, you have the social media to zone yourself out and it's, yes. but it's bringing it back all around and bringing it together where you can, where the two of you can create a deeper connection. So what about if there's, cause I, I hear this from women, oftentimes the women want to create that, but they feel a resistance from their man. Like they feel like the man is misunderstanding that. And I don't want to just direct this towards men because I know men feel frustrated with their women as yes. well. So, oh, <laughs> and, so, and it is, go ahead, run with it. Go ahead. Whatever you were going to finish. I want you to finish your thought. I was just going to say, and I do know like, and, and sometimes I'll call them out on it because, you know, like you said, they'll be like, well, my man just wants me for sex. And I'm like, no, he wants to connect with you. That's how a man connects with his woman. So you run with it and you give us all the goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is something I see a lot. And I luckily, like I didn't struggle with this, but God has like, I guess, revealed that to me that that's what a big problem is for a woman is it's the control piece. And he downloaded for me a year ago, like order in the home. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, and he just, he led me to the beginning, like led me to Genesis. And I found it was just, oh, it's just been amazing how it's all like unfolded. But that is things being out of order in your home. Like if the woman is trying to take the lead on everything, we need to be rising up our men to be the leaders in the home. Like, and for me, that's where like, I'm constantly praying. Cause I'm like, my husband's not where I'm at, like spiritually. And I want him there so bad. But then I'm like, God's always like, he's on his own journey. Let him go. Like he needs, you need to just pray. You need to support him. You need to rise him up. And I need you to back down. I'm like, oh. and that's, yeah. that's a hard pill to swallow. Right. It's like, what can I do to make it happen faster? You know, like, how can I help him? I need to, but that's control. And we need to, and being in our feminine is surrendering it's being open to receiving it's letting you know like letting those things happen rather than trying to like oh being in our masculine like let me i know what's best let you know so ask your husband what do you want to do how can we connect like i i and letting them know like i miss you because what we do instead is we'll complain mm -hmm. or we'll say something that comes off critical to them, which makes them then not want to connect with us, Passive, right? Aggressive. Yes, yes, yes. So instead, like, I miss you. I feel like, because that's what I tell my husband. I'll just be like, I feel like we're starting to grow distant and how do we fix it? Like, how do we get back? Um, and he may not even feel that and it's totally in my head, whatever, but then that has, that opens up the conversation, right? Yeah. So yeah, like when did we have a, la a date night? It's been a couple months, like weeks or whatever. And, um, but asking them, what do you want to do? Like, what would be fun for you for us to do on a date night? Like including them where we want to like be in control and plan everything and do everything. And then we get upset when they don't go along with it, but 
let him make the decisions. Trust that he's going to guide you and lead you to something that's going to be fun for both of you, right? Um, so yeah, that's the order piece, the control piece. Um, but also it's, it's more about like, just, oh, again, like creating that space, creating that time, like we're so busy and we get so caught up in everyday life that we get comfortable. And because this is where this is my husband's thing, like he knows and he acknowledges it and I'll point it out when I need to. But you get so comfortable, like our relationship's so solid, so secure, like we don't have that trust issue, like we never have. And so it's easy to get complacent, right? It's easy to get comfortable and like, oh, I don't have to do these things because they know I love them. But no, we still appreciate it. We still need to hear. So that is always, I'm like, do you let them know that you love them, that you appreciate them? Like say those things. Mm -hmm. um, and I know my husband's love language is words of affirmation. That's his number one. So it's not enough to be like, I love you. Or like, you're a great husband. Like I need to sh share why I love him, why I appreciate him, what he did that made me feel good. So one of my favorite questions is when was the last time you felt loved by me? I always will ask him this oh and it will be something like when you offer to give me a massage and I didn't ask you because the second love language is physical touch, which for a lot of men it is because that's how they know how to receive love. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like just creating that space and being intentional because the number one mistake we make is assume that like, oh, we're good. So I always tell people like never assume that you have your relationship on lock. There's always somebody who wants your partner. So what are you gonna do to like make sure you keep them? And that's where, again, the control and manipulation women will use for sex because it's like, oh, well, he only wants me for sex or I'm only, you know, that's all he wants. But that's how they're trying to ask for connection. That's how they're trying to ask like that's their way of being like, I miss you. We haven't connected. Let's connect, you know, because they don't know how to sit and talk about their feelings. They don't, you know, yeah. and we're missing those cues and we're seeing it as like, oh, that's all he wants. And then we're like dismissing him and rejecting him. And that's just like creating a bigger problem. Oh my gosh. I feel like every man's going to feel so validated right now hearing your, <laughs> hearing your answer. Cause they're like, oh, she just said what I've been trying to say, you know, and it is. And it, it's sad. And it actually breaks my heart to think about, you know, that, that miss the miss, the mixed signals, the missed signals, you could say between the woman and the man that actually is, if you're from the outside looking in is very simple. Like you just like listening to what you said, my audience can take so many aha moments away from like, cause even I was just like, wow, that's so, when you ask the question, when was the last time that you felt loved? Cause we all feel loved differently. Like we, you know, and sometimes, well, they say, and I know I've done this with my kids. We show love the way that we want to be loved. And I know I learned with my kids, like it is very key to know love languages because, you know, and my kids have some of the love languages they have. I'm just like, oh, it's the hardest love language to get, which is good because, you know, it's the serving heart, but also how you added in of, um, because one of mine, hers is words of affirmation. And I never thought of that until you said that today of saying why, like the meaning of why that's like such a gold nugget. Of, because it is easy to say, you know, affirm, but when you say why that goes so much deeper and, oh gosh, yeah. I'm like, I'm getting a whole coaching lesson. Over here. 
And honestly, like, I know why God put this in my heart. Like, this is part of my purpose because if I, and the first time I ever heard God, I have to add this. I was in high school at a retreat. I was going to school to be a doctor, a medical doctor. So I had majored in pre-med and at this retreat, that was the first time hearing God telling me to become a psychologist. And I know now, because if I would have become a medical doctor, that would have totally just been the perfect environment for me to be busy and overachiever and a workaholic. And I wouldn't have had a relationship with my clients like I do as a coach, as a psychologist, as a therapist, you know? And um, I always tell my husband, like, because my parents got divorced, like I didn't get modeled a good marriage, a good relationship, conflict resolution, like none of that. And, um, but this keeps me accountable and this keeps me in my integrity because me learning all these things, that's what, Otherwise, I wouldn't know any of this to tell my husband or to like, you know, and he hates it. He loves it, but he hates it. So he'll be like, oh, God, the questions, you know, but I'm like, hey, this is what like keeps us together and keeps us strong. And um, and so I just uh, I'm just, God's just so good to like put that in my heart to help people with this, because, yeah, like that's exactly what it is. You don't know what you don't know. And if it wasn't modeled for you. Like people aren't actively out, like taking courses or going to therapy or, you know, especially if people are in that space of the complacency, the comfortable zone, like mm -hmm. our sex life's okay. Like we got a great relationship. We're all right. Like we don't need help here, mm -hmm. but that's where it starts. It starts with the complacency. And then little by little, like you start drifting and drifting if you're not actively like bringing it together. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not putting the work in and for some reason, like we put work into everything. The only thing we don't have to put work in is our salvation, but everything else you got to put work in. But for some odd reason, when it comes to relationships, it's like walking in silly putty. Like we get stuck and we're just like, oh my gosh, this is complex, which is like the emotions. And it goes back to our childhood things and not knowing, you know, but when you know what you're dealing with and when you know what place you're coming from and you're willing to put that work in, and it's so refreshing to think, you know, you can like, you can be in a relationship and no matter where you're at, if you are complacent and somebody's listening to this today, they can be like, Oh my gosh, I can reignite that spark today by setting an intention and, you know, asking the Holy spirit to reveal to me how to love my partner and asking my partner questions and just, you know, letting, allowing it to be spontaneous and allowing it to be fun and not to yeah. be so structured and setting that intention to come together. Were you going to yeah. say something? Yes. So when you're saying this, because that's, that's one of the myths I think is that keeps people held back a lot is we want it to always be spontaneous and fun. Like what do we see on TV? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like they walk through the door and it's like all of a sudden, like one of them gets turned on and they just like start ripping each other's clothes off. Like, mm, yeah, that's not, no, not so much, you know, especially when you're married, mm -hmm. it's, it takes the scheduling a lot of the time, like me and my husband schedule sex. And I'm like, I have no shame saying that because if we weren't, we wouldn't be having it. I was going to ask you that question. Yeah, I was going to ask you, to, especially like right now with the phase of life that we're in with our kids, like mm -hmm. they literally like can sense it. <laughs> oh yeah. And we'll not let it happen. We'll be like, okay, we're going to put them to bed early. We'll have this whole plan. And they're like, nope. <laughs> You know, so we literally have to like get babysitters a lot of the time to be able to have that special intimate time. And we go out to dinner. We, you know, we do the whole date night thing. We'll go out and grab drinks. Like 
because we're like, we don't even get to talk the way we used to. We used, me and my husband used to shower together and people think like, oh, it was never even like a sexual thing. That was like our intimate time. Like, I don't know when we moved in together, we just started showering together. Like it was at the end of the day, we would just, I was going to say, yeah, isn't that a way to like be, that's a perfect example of being intimate yeah. to connect we're totally vulnerable. We're naked. We're like washing away the day and we would just like talk about our day. And like, I don't know, I get a lot of downloads in the shower. Like I'm relaxed and the water and just, so we would just talk. Like we had our best like talks, you know, and that stopped when we had kids. Yeah. Um, actually the other day it got, we got to do it. The kids were both asleep and he, I hopped in and he was like, Whoa, like, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's being intentional and like creating that space again, because we want it to be like spontaneous and all this, but it's, mm -hmm. it takes intention. It takes, you know, um, asking for what you want and what you need. Like the fantasy is, oh, that they just can read my mind and I don't have to ask. Right. But that again, goes down to like childhood stuff that is not resolved. Um, but yeah, it's like this interesting, you know, and it's on purpose. Like God did not make a mistake with this when he created us different, that men need sex to feel loved and women need to feel loved to want to have sex. And so we yeah. have to communicate. So we have to connect. So yeah. we have to yeah, be intentional and set, you know, and then you bring in the fun and the spontaneity into the bedroom. Like I tell people, think of the bedroom as like, that's your playground. That's where you get to have fun and be curious and be playful with your partner. And we don't see none of that on TV. You don't see that in the media, right? You don't see people talking before or after or during. You don't see, so none of that is real. And we need to, and it's gonna be different for you and your partner. Like there's different, mm -hmm. you know, you want different things at different times, different times of the day, different, it's just different. And so without the communication, like none of that can happen. And so again, it comes down to, yeah, sometimes planning it. And that yeah. doesn't mean it's boring. That doesn't mean like whatever story you're telling yourself, you know, we just stop it there. And <laughs> yes, planning to be stop spontaneous. It. Like that's, that's the beauty of it is you really have to set the intention. You really get to set the intention of being spontaneous, being playful. And I had to laugh when you were saying, you know, movies don't show, like they always show the heart, like the hardcore passionate sex. They don't show. And if we're being honest, sex can be like, it's so vulnerable. And if you're going to, if you're going to create great sex, it's going to be awkwardness. It's going to be, you're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to like, there's, it's and that's true intimacy. That's true connection. That's yes. when you can, yeah, just be you, which is we're messy people We're <laughs> yes, exactly. Like you said, it's not going to be like you see on the TV. It's, and that's where it's you, that should be your space to let go, mm -hmm. to let go of all those expectations, to let go of all the control to let go of the feelings to please, like all of that should just be out the window. And it's like, it's just me and you. And let's yes. just be in our bodies, feel the sensations, like connect. And then the hormones, the endorphins, like the biology takes over. All of that happens afterwards, but we're too up here and not in our bodies. And yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so, that's so powerful. And that's so beautiful. And like getting rid of what you think it should be and allowing what, what can be and allowing that to grow and to bloom into like, it's like planting a garden. Like it takes work, you know, you plant the seeds and you water it and you nurture it and you take care of it and it blooms. And that's the same with your intimacy and your sex life. And 
it's going to be something that's beautiful between the two of you. It's not what's taught in this world. And that's why it gets so complicated too, because there's these comparison traps. And like you said, there's like all these different things that you can look at. And I love how you brought out about the feminine, about the manipulation and the control, because that's something that God worked on me big time. Like, like this past year of, he even had me drop the independent woman, which that has been That has been a hardcore chunk for me to release. I still want to say it at times. And I realize it's like my ego because, you know, there's a big, like I was always a strong, independent woman and God's like, that's the broken little girl on the inside of you that doesn't trust people to let in to help her. And like you said, asking for, so one of the big questions that I want to ask in the end, and I could like just go on and on all day about this because you do such a beautiful job (laughs) of just teaching and helping is what do you say? Like men and women struggle with asking for what they need. Like how can they begin to allow themselves to ask for what they need? Cause everybody deserves to ask and have that use their voice and allow, you know, that partner in to hear them and to see them therapy <laughs> like honestly <laughs> unless you're gonna dig deep and do the work on your own a therapist or like some kind of coach that has the knowledge to guide you properly because it all goes back to your childhood it goes back to either feeling like your needs didn't matter you know you were dismissed or silenced when you asked for what you wanted or needed um a, a number of those types of things right like that's the story that's the imprint that you have in your mind and so then you're showing up that way with your partner and it's like i'm afraid to ask for what i need or what i want because i'm afraid that that rejection that mm-hmm. you know negative uncomfortable response is going to come back to me right and um and that, or else just challenging yourself and doing it right you put yourself out there that's what being vulnerable is i'm going to Say or do something and I don't know how you're going to receive it and I cannot control what's going to happen after I do it but honoring who you are and what you need and what you want because yeah it does matter and so I I do a lot of this work with women specifically with with sex because it's yeah it's like oh I should just do whatever he wants and make him happy and like I don't get anything out of it so what's the point of doing it like you know it's just another thing on my to-do list that I just cross off and I'm just giving and giving all day and now I got to give to him again and I don't get nothing from it you know it's like this whole like story that I hear a lot but it's like you have to give what you want to receive first so it starts there Mm -hmm. Uh, because again it's like I know how I want to be loved. And so I know how my, I already know how my husband wants to be loved. And I check in periodically and ask him. And so I give him that first. And so then it does make it easier for me to ask for what I want, because I know I'm already giving him what he needs. So that, and acts of service is my love language. So, so I, I, that just goes in hand with that. But, um, but yeah, I had to learn as well to like use my voice and to ask for what I wanted and what I needed. And, um, And again, it's, you don't know how to do that if you're not taught that either, especially like in sex where a lot of women are like, I I don't want to hurt his ego. Again, it's another thing that's all out of order. It's not your responsibility to take care of your husband's ego, right? It's your responsibility to speak your truth, whether they can handle the answer or the response or not is not your responsibility at all. So that's again, a lot of childhood stuff that comes up with that. So therapy is a really good place to start or just journaling it out. Like when else did I remember feeling this way as a kid? 
that's usually the best place to go. Um, like when else do I remember feeling like this, you know, and it's usually something with your parents mm -hmm. um, or like a young memory, like in school or with the coach or something. But yeah, it's. And again, though, it's because there's a lot of lack of intimacy with couples that you don't feel safe enough to be vulnerable with your partner. Right. Yeah. So going back to that initial, like, how are you being intimate? How are you connecting and and like talking to each other? when you're in a good space, like I noticed this was a big thing for us when um, I first left my job, like I'm with kids all day. So like he comes home and I just like, oh my God, an adult to talk to. And I wanted to, and he's like, whoa, you know? And so, and then I would get upset when I didn't get the responses I wanted or he seemed disengaged, but it's like, dude, he just got home. Yeah. <laughs> like let him wind down a minute let him, you know? Um, but again, it took him a while to like, tell me that too because he felt the same way like i know you're home with the kids and i know you're excited to talk to me so i don't want to hurt your feelings and so we had to like no like this is a new environment for us a whole new like season we have to learn how to navigate this and so that's why like our date nights have been we have to like every two weeks that's like the longest we can go because then it's like so much comes up in between there that we don't really get to talk at dinner with like my daughter hears us talking and then wants to talk to us and you know so um being really intentional about that but yeah it's there's usually so much deeper than that um yeah. but really. feeling safe enough creating that safety in your relationship to be able to express what you want and what you need um but being able to say it like being able to ask for it because what a lot of women do is i do this too i because i it was modeled for me i notice i won't ask i'll make a statement mm -hmm. like it's really dark in here like my ask is, I wish you would turn on the light, <laughs> right? <laughs> but instead I make a statement. And so if he doesn't do anything, I used to get upset. Like, yeah, oh, you know, like, why aren't you doing anything? But I didn't ask for what I wanted. Yeah. I didn't say, hey, can you turn on the light for me, please? Yes. I made a statement, but in my mind, I said what I needed, right? <laughs> And you didn't do it so now i'm mad at you yeah and so i god convicted me of that a long time ago before i didn't even have my faith yet but the holy spirit was just in me i don't know because i was just <laughs> it just was one day like you're not even telling him and then my husband learned he'd be like do you want me to turn on the light is that what you're trying to ask me and so we had to like figure that out together <laughs> that's so funny oh my. and we and we do i know somebody i can't right now currently i don't remember who said it to me and it shifted completely they said if you don't ask for what you need you're actually taking something away from that other person you're not allowing them the opportunity to give you something like you're making a choice for them and i was just like because i used to have a really really hard time i still struggle sometimes with asking for what i need it's not something that just comes naturally to me so i have to like you said i have to think like, Leona, are you making a passive aggressive comment right now? Or just, so sometimes I'll like stop and pause. And then I'm like, okay, let's reword this before I say it, because you're not going to get, you know, into, and like, I mean, for men, men are like, they naturally want to please their woman. That's just wired in them. So when the woman can learn tell them what to do. Yes. Yes. So when the woman can learn how to communicate and yep. come from her heart and ask for what she needs, it's like, yeah, yeah. It, it's a big thing. And then it, cause the woman also gets, and I'm not 
Like I know some women would internalize this as pressure, but it's actually a source of freedom. If you get to be the one that creates that safety, you know, yeah. yes, to create yeah. that space. Because then what happens is we're getting upset at them for things that they don't know what to do or how to do. Right. Or we didn't ask clearly what we wanted, mm-hmm. but then we're quick to get upset when they don't do it right. Right. I'm yeah. doing quotes here. Yeah. But then what does that tell your husband? You're already conditioning him. Like I don't do things right. So I'm going to just not offer or not do things. Yeah. And so this is why I like the affirmations and like the appreciation, the gratitude comes in mm-hmm. like to affirm and to like, you want to be, praising them for the things they're doing right not always like condemning them and saying hey you didn't do this right or you missed that or you forgot that or i don't like when you do this no it's hey that one time you did this and that felt really good can we do that again right or hey you were just doing this like go back to that i liked that you know instead of but what do women do they get frustrated and it's like oh you don't know what to do like i'm just i'm done i don't want to have sex or whatever but even with like just communicating in general that's the kind of stuff that happens. Like, oh. right. We're going to complain about nobody helping us clean, but then when somebody helps us, like, we're going to tell you all the ways that you didn't do it. Right. Yeah. No, instead you need to be like, thank you so much for helping me clean. Yeah. And then you can redo it tomorrow or do whatever you need to do when they're not there. But then that's going to make them want to help you more because they felt like you appreciated it. They felt like there's, you know, gratitude for them helping, you know, that because in psychology, they teach us like in behavioral therapy and stuff, it's reinforcement goes a lot further reinforcement and rewards than punishment. Punishment yeah. doesn't really change behavior. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we all, we all need that. We all need, you know, to be affirmed and validated and it's, it's a reminder to bring us back. And when we self-reflect and like you said, doing the therapy and really going eat, you know, deeper and like the questions that you gave. And so my question to you is, I know that you're putting a mastermind together, but where do people find you? Like where, where can they find you to like stalk you on Instagram and and get all your juicy goodness? Yeah. So I am on Instagram and TikTok as Dr. Elise Sanchez. I haven't been as active anymore on TikTok, but um, you know, I'm there. And I'm most active on Instagram. That's just the platform I like learned first and just it's easiest for me to navigate and stuff. But um, I have a course called Turned On and Tuned In, which I'll be launching again. So there's a wait list that people can get on for that. And what I learned from the last round that I did was I was really bummed when like the course started and I like didn't have contact with my people until they did their one-on-one at the end. So I'm going to be adding a weekly like one-on-one with me instead of just the one-on-one at the end. So that way it like keeps people accountable to do the work for the week, then come and talk to me, whatever questions or things come up. I can kind of do like a group coaching with the couples. Mm-hmm. Um, so that a lot of the stuff that I covered here, like I dig a little deeper in there. And then that's where people can bring like their personal questions that even if they're not comfortable in a group setting, like you're gonna be learning from me and I'm gonna be giving like different topics each week in the group call um, where people can just, you know, message me after or share their own personal stuff. But, cause I know that's a, like sex is still very taboo. People don't talk about it even to each other. Yes. <laughs> like, Dude, you're, you've yeah. already seen each other naked. You've already been so intimate and vulnerable. Like, why is talking about it so hard? You know, like you're creating that block and barrier for yourself. So I just love to help people 
figure that out and like learn how to communicate in a way that doesn't trigger each other and like invites each other in and um, find ways to like connect and be friends again. Like I love hearing people's stories of how they met and just like seeing like what attracted them to each other and then like reinforcing that and bringing that back into like wherever you're at in your current stage in your relationship because you fell in love for a reason. You were attracted to this person for a reason. And so like constantly remembering that like reminiscing is huge so i'll end with that like you always want to be like remember when this and like me and my husband will always reflect like remember this time in our life like how tough it was and we thought you know like never that our relationship was going to end but just how hard it was and and like reflecting like i'm so proud of them like look how look how far we've come since that you know to again connect and like it's beautiful firm your relationship and how far you've come how far you've grown and then that gives you hope for the future like we got through that we're gonna get through this and yeah so that's where you can find me um and yeah i'm doing masterminds right now for women to identify their purpose and their gifts and just like be true to their calling and their assignment because for this these are the types of women i attract it's it's the busy mom it's the busy wife it's and everything is all out of order. We're in our masculine. We are putting our families last when we think we're putting them first because we're prioritizing work, but like our work is for our family. So it's this whole thing, but God has like downloaded very clearly to me what he wants me to do. And he wants to use me to help other women. So it's all very unconventional, very countercultural. Um, but I feel like there's no space out there that's like encouraging women. Mm-hmm dig deep in your healing to like be a good wife be a good mom you know everything's like work 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 make money like be successful you know and yeah I couldn't do it (laughs) I couldn't do it I know I know and it really your success I mean everybody's success is defined differently but really the feminine heart is we feel or I know from what I've learned this past year we feel most successful when we are intimate with God and intimate in our relationships and we're present you know And I did the hustle for years. And so I am right on board with you. And it's so, you are doing so many beautiful things for God's kingdom. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. And um, yes, go over and just take your course. That is so exciting because we are literally eliminating the taboo from sex. And that's why like I will, I have always like talked freely with my kids about it. I talk openly with my friends. Like if you know me and if you're having relationship issues or whatever, sex will come up because we're going to like an intimacy because it's so important. And so, yeah, I had to laugh when you were like, a lot of people don't know how to talk about it. So yeah, they need to get in and take your course. That's amazing. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun just chatting about all the things and Yeah. If anyone sends you any questions or anything, I'm happy to answer them after the fact. So yes, I will put it in my notes and I will send them in your direction because, oh my gosh, today was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unchained and Untamed. I'm confident that you received exactly what you require to unleash your potential and unapologetically own your feminine heart and soul and be the woman that God has created you to be. It's time to take the next step on your transformational journey. Apply what you've learned and know that I am here to support you every step of the way. I'd love to hear what your biggest shifts and ahas were 
that you received from this podcast. So make sure to shoot me a message and follow me on Instagram at Schrock underscore Leona. See you there.